Blog Talk Radio. Dig it! Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. Don't go away. This is the slash of the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. Guys, my name is Lauren Brooks, the past interviewer for TNA Wrestling, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. The Rock Superstar Chaos. Sid Vicious. Chris Hammer. The Hardcore Homo Angel. This is Jimmy Jacobs, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Radio Show. Keep your money here, revenant on the Atomic Drop Show. Tune in. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Cruz. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Atomic Shop Show. My name is Kyle Cruz, for the time being, flying solo, because once again, for the second straight week, my co-host, Justin Time, is nowhere to be found at the beginning of the show, so he'll probably call in just a little bit late with his saddest sob story and everything is going to be, oh, woe is Justin, woe is me, and all that, and of course, I like always, will not forgive him. But in his absence, you guys can go ahead and call us up and be a part of the show. You can call us up at area code 646-915-9116. Once again, the number is area code 646-915-9116. Of course, last night was, I'll, I'll admit, going into Raw last night, I wasn't particularly uh, that hyped or that excited. And that's because for, for the first time in what? Um, two months, I guess, for the first time since March 8th, there hasn't been another wrestling show opposite Raw, and I guess it's kind of like a hangover feeling where you don't really feel as excited for a Monday night wrestling show more so than you have been over the past couple months, because for for all of its flaws, and with, with Impact, there were a lot of them, there was still something exciting about the, at least the the possibility or the option, of, you know, of switching over, to watch another show besides Raw, and uh, you really got a feel for that last night, and especially with Flavor Flav hosting, there was there were certainly certainly a few moments where I was thinking, wow, I wish Impact was on because otherwise, I would not be watching this. And look who's on the phone right now. Always, always the person to just come in, steal my, steal my thunder, steal my heat. Ladies and gentlemen, calling up right now on the line, my co-host, Justin Sign. Justin, how are you, how you doing, man? Yeah, boy. Please don't tell me that you enjoyed, that you enjoyed anything that Flavor Flav supposedly added to the show last night. Please tell me that. You got that crowd bumping, man. You can't deny that one. I actually can't deny it. They weren't that into it, kid. I mean, how how many other guest co-hosts had that much star power besides the Hoff? Because the Hoff is without a doubt number one still, but with the exception to uh, the Hoff and Flavor Flav, who else had that much star power? Okay, what do you qualify star power to be? I mean, Come on, dude. Let's be honest. Okay, who who's been able to get the crowd into the, the co-host? 
to stand behind a co-host, with the exception of wrestlers. Like, who uh, would be the one to sit there to make the audience go, get excited? Shaq did. Shaq? Shaq did, yep. Shaq did. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, it's been too, too many of these damn guest hosts anyway. i tell you what, just to entertain the people while I look the entire list of guest hosts up. Okay. And go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am just in time, and alongside me all the way out in sunny California is my co-host, Kyle Cruz. Kyle, I know you're doing all right, so I'll just pass by you and come back over to me. And the reason why I'm late is actually because I was actually putting together a wickedly sweet entertainment center. And I care why? What's that? I said, and I care why? Because it's all Blu-ray. Once again, taunting me with something that I don't have. Once again, why do I care? Because it's all about the money that I got. So I found a list, and uh, I hate to pry you away from uh, from your terribly lame Vince McMahon impression. I found a list of all of the guest hosts that have been on Raw. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. We had Batista, who had the crowd. Ted DiBiase, who had the crowd. Seth Green, eh. CD Tap, uh. Shaq did. Jeremy Piven, no. Slaughter, not really. Freddie Prince, no. Floyd Mayweather, yes. Dusty Rhodes, yes. Bob Barker, yes. Trish Stratus, Bob Barker, yes. 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 I will agree to the Barker. Trish Stratus, yes. Al, uh, Al Sharpton, no. Cedric Nina Turner, no. Ben Roethlisberger, yes, definitely. Nancy O'Dell, no. Snoop Dogg, you know what? I actually didn't see that episode, so I'm not even sure. Kyle Bush and Joe Logano. Yeah, well, uh, Kyle Busch and Joey Logano, no. Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne, yes. Ricky Hatton, yes, because he was in England and he was he's over there because he's a he's an England fighter and for some reason English people pop for people who aren't relevant like David Hasselhoff and this crappy boxer Ricky Hatton. Roddy Piper, yes. Jesse Ventura, yes. Vern Shoya, hell no. Mark Cuban, yes, because he was in Dallas. Uh. Dennis Miller, no. That was a pretty bad episode of Raw. I think that was the Slammies, right? The one where, where Miller hosted, right? Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, Johnny Damon, oh, that was terrible. Timbaland, no. Bret Hart, yes. Mike Tyson. I forget. That, that, that's a give or take right there. Okay, John Heater and Don... Uh, sorry, John Heater and Don Johnson... Uh, that was the whole flame gimmick, right? Yes. Okay. Dulé Hill, that's the guy from, like, Psych, right? Yep. He was okay, but he didn't have the crowd. Well, William Shatner, that that was pretty good. Carl Edwards, no. Terry Springer, no. Julian Tyre-Murray, no. Cheech and Chong, no. Chris Angel, no. Steve Austin, yes. Pete Rose, no. Ralph Codger and Clark Duke, no. David Otunga, no. Hasselhoff, Sure. Yes. Will Forte, Kristen Rigg, Kristen Wig, and Ryan Felipe. Felipe, however you say that. No. no. Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady, not really. Flavor Flav, come on, dude, really? See, I, yeah, I, boy. I, he makes me feel blacker. 
see, and that's exactly why Flavor Flav Flav should never be allowed near a WWE TV screen again or a, a, an event again because he has that effect on people. Wrongly, by the way, wrongly, because you are the furthest thing from uh, from Black Kid. You really are. Just saying. But anyways, anyways, what was your opinion on Raw this whole entire week? This whole entire week? Well, considering we've only, we're not even uh, 24 hours past the end of Raw, uh, I will say that I thought Raw was an okay show, just okay. Um, not necessarily as, as good as last week's. So I know that they have this review coming up called Over the Limit, and I was more excited about Over the Limit based on the storylines after last week's edition, more so than, than last night's. But they added a, a few more matches, and I'm, I'm definitely intrigued, uh, especially with the tag team title match and all that good stuff. I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually pretty excited about that going forward. But what do you think about Raw? I thought Raw was pretty good. I mean, uh, it, I believe it was actually nice to see the NXT rookies actually get one over on the WWE pros and actually have the NXT guys actually all go over there and uh, throw uh, Daniel Bryan on top of their shoulders. Yeah, the, I thought that was a very, very, very nice touch. There's a couple of things there. There's a couple of things. All right. I don't even know where to start. Okay, Daniel Bryan. What happened? Oh, all right, wait, wait, first. Even before that, you had an, an eight-on-four tag team match. So this is technically a handicap match. You, you had all eight and it's Go ahead. Well, you okay. The reason why they did the AM4 is because you expect the experience of the pros to overshadow the the numbers game against the rookies. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, and and I could be wrong, only twice a year, mind you. But um, the team that they wrestled was Yoshitatsu, Goldust, John Morrison, who's very very credible, and Santino Rilla. So I don't know what uh, you you have three perennial uh, jobbers on one team plus John Mor- Morrison, which by the way doesn't make any sense. Why is Morrison groups in like in that tag team anyway? He should be elevated doing something more important than that. But when you have those four going up against all NXT rookies, that that kind of devalues the rookies even more. I, I mean, it's like yeah, I. I, I I get that you want to to put the rookies on Raw and get some exposure for them, and that's fine. But not don't do it in a handicap match where 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 they're outnumbering the pros. And number two, Daniel Bryan gets his first ever WWE win, and it's against Santino. What a better uh, win you know, than against Santino. Santino could say, I, lo- I launched that, that boy's career. Brian the Daniels. Brian the... If the whole entire point... Up your face. Of, if the whole entire point was just to knock Daniel Bryan down, just to build him back up, and then you give him his first one that's fine. But you don't establish momentum by pinning somebody like Santino. Now, I understand, given the four possibilities, 
Daniel Bryan most likely would have picked up the victory against a guy like San- Santino because he's so low on the totem pole. But because he is so low on the totem pole, the win doesn't really mean anything. And I don't think it'll lead to any type of momentum. Now, if you would have pinned like John Morrison, sure. Like, that's going to skyrocket. But a guy like Santino, who literally a half hour later was seen in the back doing a comedy skit with Flavor Flav, uh, the Bella Twins, and Vladimir Kozlov, that... That's, that makes me want. That makes me want want me to have uh, Santino Morel put me over in the worst way. And I guess they're sticking it to the internet fans because you know you have the guy touted as being the best in the world and all that good stuff, which he's he's up there. He's at least top three of like this best in ring workers today. But when you have them go over in a tag team match, in a handicapped tag team match, against our, arguably the guy who in ring is lowest on the totem pole outside of, uh, hell, I can't think of anybody else who is lower on the totem pole as far as in, in ring skills as Santino. So you you haven't pinned. Uh, 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 Hornswoggle. He doesn't wrestle, though. Yes, he does. He was a cruiserweight champion. Okay, yeah, and that was two years ago. Might have been more than that, actually. Yeah, he was the last cruiserweight champion, but that that belt went away in 2008, I believe. So, and when was the last time that Hornswoggle was actually a participant in in a match? Didn't interfere. Uh, Whenever he was uh-huh. in a match against Chavo Guerrero. Oh, uh, that was that was over the summer. That was like, uh, yeah, because that was part of that feud that wouldn't end. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, 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 oh. So that means you're wrong. Okay. Actually, fan. Wait, wait. Hold on a second. Hornswoggle hasn't wrestled in about six months. You know how I'm going to find this out? Because I'm looking it up right now. Hornswoggle's last match. Let's see this. Let's see this crap. Uh, let's see. So, Kyle. Yes. How was your Cinco de Mayo? My Cinco de Mayo? I forgot. What, what did I do on Cinco de Mayo? I, I, I don't know what I did on my Cinco de Mayo. I'm pretty sure I, I went out and, and drunk somewhere. I'm pretty sure I did. I really don't remember what I did. What did you do? I actually, uh, I worked. You worked? I worked. I was making sure that our lines in the produce department were filled plentifully for all the Coronas being purchased. Yeah. That's the life of, uh, you know, we're going to grocery store, making sure that there's enough, you know, produce and lime for all the Coronas that are being sold. That, yes, you live a good life. You live a good life. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Once again, guys, if you want to join in on our show, you can call us up at area code 646-915-9116. Phone lines are open. Once again, that number is 646-915-9116. By the way, I'm looking here, and the last time that Hornswoggle was in a one-on-one match, 
it said the feud began on July 7th, but it doesn't say when he last competed in a one-on-one match. So I will continue to look on that. But Hornswoggle is not a regular active wrestler. Santino is. But when he does, he always loses. By the way, I'm not done yet. Number three, you said that they they lifted Daniel Bryan over their shoulders after you pinned Santino. Well, I want to know if if the rookies had that much solidarity between all eight of them. Why didn't the entire NXT locker room empty out and hoist Heath Slater on their shoulders when you beat Chris Jericho? Because it's Daniel Bryan's first win. It's kind of like the Rudy thing here, man. Except everyone wasn't up and standing. You've you've seen the movie Rudy. Yes, Notre Dame. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. See, yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Kind of. Maybe. Yes. All right. So, I mean, look, I'm not a big fan of, I mean, I don't know. It, this whole NXT thing has been a, a giant disappointment anyway, and I'm not even entertained by it anymore. So. And I think tonight is is the first uh, elimination, too, so we'll see how that goes. All right. Now, i got to mention, yeah. uh, now with TNA off the air, Yes. Uh, they Spike replaced TNA with Star Wars Episode Three, and it actually beat TNA. Really? Yes. A repeat of a movie that came out about three years ago beat TNA. Where did you see this? Because I, I mean, I, I, uh, I just want to, you know, see. I just want to see like where you saw this news because. It's not that I don't believe you. I just want to see it for myself. I think it was on the PW Tours, because I have right here in my hand, I have, believe it or not, the PW Torch application, or they call it an app, if you believe it. Yes, the PW Torch app, yes. Yes, I have it right here in my hand. All right, well, Uh, I'm looking at at the traditional PWTorch.com, which I wrote for everybody. Um... Yeah, so I'm looking at this right now. Uh, what did Spike TV's replacement of replacement programming draw Monday night instead of Impact? Well, let's see. Like you said, Star Wars 3 to do a... Episode audience 3, of, Revenge of the Sith. Rehaps the greatest Star Wars film for, of all three. I thought there were six. There were six, but of the three new variety. Well, you got to, you know, specify these things. Well, I would assume that three would be the three new ones. Um, actually, um, buddy, see, you just made what we call in traditional journalism a gross factual error. It says, last night's hearing of the Star Wars 3 movie on Spike TV during TNA Impact's two-month time slot on Monday night to an average viewing audience of 517,000 viewers. Last week, TNA Impact drew a 1.10 million viewers in the final Monday night show. So that is more than a 50% drop. So it looks like see, Star Wars. See, see yeah, but here's yeah. the thing, though. Yeah. In my own mind, I believe uh-huh. that it actually did beat it because it is by far the greatest movie ever for, of the Star Wars franchise. 
wishful thinking is not reality. So I know, um, but you're not inside my head, so you don't know how it works. I do. I really want to know how that works. I don't think Maybe. I do. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think I do. I so no, nah, not really. So there you go. TNA made a hasty, albeit probably smart decision to run back to Thursdays, but in their place. Spike TV got a show or a movie that got le- that got less than half the rating that, that TNA got last Monday night. So there you go. By the way, yes, you you say that uh that supposedly supposedly Flavor Flav popped the crowd, right? Well, apparently, according to uh, Torch Report here, last night's Monday Night Raw. The Monday Night Raw scored a 3.05. 3.05. That's not good. Like, that's dangerously close to to that, that, that dreadful two area that the Fed just tries to avoid. So I don't know how many people are actually interested in seeing Flavor Flav, but uh, I certainly wasn't one of them. And because of it, they just, you know, nobody watched. Come on. Like, a 3.05, that's really bad. Really, really bad. Not too bad. That's pretty bad, dude. Like, Raw's ratings have been hovering around that. At least a 3.3 to 3. 3.3 to 3.5 over the past few months. Occasionally higher, but this is pretty bad. Okay, so why don't you go out and try to find out the ratings for the final episode of Lost now and see what we can compare those to. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, but we could see when was the last time that Lost actually competed against Raw in the highest ratings. And who would ever have the highest ratings? And what was shown on wrestling during that point in time? Was Lost on last night? Uh, Lost is now over. I'm just curious on what the final numbers were. Wait, I thought that that, that Lost goes away, like, next week. Like, Next Sunday. Oh, it's the, I thought it was over now. The season finale was over now. Wait, the season finale or the series finale? It's all done. The, the ending show, the final yeah, so, call. Yeah, it ends. It ended already. And yes, um, Tuesday. Really? I think so. All right. That's what everyone at work was talking about. Oh. Let's see. Uh, nope. Nope, 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 nope. It ends on May 23rd. Ah. In a two-and-a-half-hour two season finale. Oh, I'm sorry, series finale, series finale. So, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, okay, So we'll we'll come back on the 25th to figure out what was the highest-ranking Raw versus Lost episode. Well, um, dude, I'm, I'm yeah. just going to tell you this up front. Um, okay, well, last night's Raw did 4.41 million viewers. 4.41 million viewers. Okay. All right. This past... Oh, wait, no. Loss is on actually tonight. Okay. So, last week, last last Tuesday night on May 4th, Lost got 9.5... Well... Actually, 9.6 million viewers. 9.6. Now, I already know that 
it's probably because, you know, it's not on cable and it's on broadcast TV and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I I guess that's fine. But, come on, Raw is like, come on. Like, they're pulling pretty crap ratings right now. But, dude, before you can rebut, like you always do, and try to see my thunder, we have a couple calls on the line already. Calling from the 585 area code. I believe this is Jimmy Z. Jimmy, how's it going, buddy? What's happening, guys? Jimmy Z. Yeah, I kind of got in the whole middle of the of the conversation. I'm, I usually have Tuesday nights off, but I'm actually at, at work, so I got to make this uh, short, sweet, and uh, you know, worth everybody's time. Well, make nice. sure you make sure you tell everyone at Jimmy Z's fine restaurant to tune into the Atomic Drop. Well, I told my cook to take care of the phone for the next couple minutes because I'm busy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> No, I, I I caught into part of the combo. Hold on one second. Hey, the meatless plate and the full plate are right over here. They're, no, they're they're eating here. The man can't stop working, man. Okay, so all part of work. So um, I got caught in the middle. Now, what was in place of 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 Impact last night, and they did half the rating of a normal Impact? Is that what I heard? Star Wars Three is the movie that they showed, and they got less than half of what Impact drew last week. Well, I guess nobody just nobody watches Spike. I guess I don't know what I'll tell you. <laughs> That's true too. I mean, the only other quality programming on Spike now is the Deadliest Warrior. Uh, if you want, if you want a good laugh, I would watch Jail because that's actually pretty entertaining <laughs> to watch some crackheads, you know, being being, being like main like 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 pay, like like locked down into like a wheelchair with a bag over their face. <laughs> and they sit there and wait for them to sober up. <laughs> uh, well, that's, a, that's a regular basis out your way, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, they they used to show that uh, they used to have that show on uh, on actually they used to show that on on uh, on uh, the same know. channel as uh, SmackDown. So I used to watch yeah. it back in the day, but I guess Spike picked it up. But besides the point, I thought I mean I I think I thought Raw was uh, I would give it an okay again. I don't think it was anything too crazy. Um, I don't think it was anything too groundbreaking or anything uh, that I you know haven't seen. I'm I'm getting tired of Santino being a jobber since Santino's a man. Agreed. Please. Okay. He he's he's the man. Okay. And I'm you know why he's a jobber I don't get it. I mean is he not a good wrestler? Is he just good on the mic? I mean is that what's going on here? Pretty he much. He is actually a very good wrestler um, down in FCW. He actually had a gimmick where he was an MMA fighter, and he has a lot, a lot of in-ring wrestling skill. But um, unfortunately, when you're on Raw and you show even a glimmer of per- personality, and especially since Santino has the ability to make pretty much anybody laugh, that's all that they exploit. And since Raw is kind of entertainment-heavy, wrestling light anyway, you won't see. Santino portrayed in a legitimate wrestling role anytime soon. Yeah, I guess I can see that. I mean, because then it would take away from his comedic area if he was some kind of, like, tough guy. Yep. So, uh, But they did it with The Rock, though. The Rock was able to perform and entertain all at the same time. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. I, 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 but I wonder... The thing about it is, is that what was big ten years ago, I don't think would work right now because of of the direction they've gone. Just as Vince Russo. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Austin and the Rock, and I don't think half the stuff the Rock used to say would be would 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 would, would, would go on raw right now. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're just totally moving in a different direction. They're PG and, and you know, it, it's certain things that they want to allow because of sponsors and, and the marketing to, to kids and all that good stuff. And, you know, it, it's I'm not saying that I'm totally behind it or I'm, you know, totally against it, but it's like that's that's just their philosophy right now. And, um, sure. Well, I well I was kind of against it too off the get go, but from a business standpoint, which is I mean I I mean that's I'm I'm half of I I mean that's half the reason why I watch still watch wrestling is from the business standpoint to see what what McMahon can do to keep the thing going. You know I mean because I mean wrestling is just like SNL. You're gonna have good times and bad times, but it's, the, the show's still gonna keep on going. You know. Um, but I do from a, from a respective point, McMahon's making a, a lot of money now. I mean, he really is. I mean, they're they're getting from what they're doing. I'm I'm just I, I see a lot of the stuff that people just watch the wrestling thing. I mean, merchandise wise and everything. I mean, he's just selling a ton of stuff. You know, it's just it's and he's moving it. And I, I mean, I'm 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 very happy with the direction they're going. I actually I I mean I got to see in, uh, online uh, the stockholders press conference. I don't know if any of you guys caught that. Yes, we did. Um, I mean, I bought. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. I actually started passing out during the end of it. But I know some point. At some point in there, in the end, he said McMahon said that he's his character's pretty much all done. You know, um, I just I thought I thought that was kind of cool with the with the whole stockholders and all the uh, all the people that pretty much just take care of McMahon's dirty work as far as the talking goes, which I thought was pretty cool. Like when people call up and complain about food, I tell my employees to talk to them. I'm like, no, you talk to them. No, you tell them this, tell them this, you know. <laughs> so, agreed. Yeah, you know, um, but I do have some bad news for you guys. Uh, I will be uh, for three and a half weeks come Sunday, so this is going to be our our our, our last uh, you know call-in session for a month now. Oh right. man! So I'm going through withdrawal already. Yeah, and when when I come home, I'm gonna have to get the updates from you guys because where I go, they're about two weeks behind on on wrestling. And if I can get like a half hour segment, like of like a it's like an AM Raw style thing where like you get like a half hour that gives you the weekend of what's going on. But I guarantee you, once I get there, the first episode I see is gonna be from like two weeks ago today or, or two weeks ago yesterday. So. Oh, so man. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to come back and get uh the update on what's going on and uh you know how much uh you know see if uh Rick Flair has uh you know had a heart attack on TNA yet from yelling at his head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm actually counting down the weeks before that actually happens on TV. You know what? I I actually believe that when Flair uh, and Russo were in WCW together that. Russo actually booked an angle like that, or, or either that, or, or like had a heart attack, or he had a show or something. But Flair, Flair, Flair had a Flair, Flair had a Flair had a fake heart attack in the ring, uh, which okay. is easy, which is easy for him to do because every time he starts talking, it looks like he's having a heart attack. It's so believable. Uh, you know, so it's definitely believable. Yeah, I remember that segment. I mean, I think I think it was really right when the the, the four horsemen actually came back. And I think uh, it's like one of the first times that he was back in the ring when they had their whole little ordeal there. Um, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely happy I'm going to be away from TNA for three and a half weeks to see if they can actually do something. 
I don't know if you've read the spoilers or not, but uh, the show that's coming up on Thursday night, it's not very, very promising at all. But, you know, I guess... When, I was, guess Thursday we'll, night, when was Thursday night recorded? That was recorded last Tuesday. Thursday was recorded a week ago, to, uh, last Tuesday? Right. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that can't... Yeah, and even worse, they have a pay-per-view coming up this this uh, Sunday night, and I I'm struggling to re- remember what the main event is. I think I think it's AJ Styles against Rob Van Dam for the TNA title. Now I'm telling you this, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm pretty much the biggest, like one of the biggest fans out there as far as like knowing pretty, pretty much everything that Justin can. Uh, can testify to this, but if I'm struggling to guess what a main event of a TNA pay-per-view is, especially one of, of that caliber, you know that that, that company is doing something wrong, and uh, it, it is being wasted. Rob Van Dam, even as champions, being wasted, and uh, hopefully they, they can turn the shit around, but I'm, I'm not really on my breath on it. Yeah, there's definitely... definitely They definitely need a, a makeover that... Uh, that is that that is in need ten times over of what it was before Hogan showed up. Definitely so. Definitely so. so. All right, guys, I'm gonna get back to business over here. Um, like I said, uh, you know, I'll miss you guys on Tuesdays, but when I get back, I'll be sure to call. All right, Jimmy, take it easy. All right, guys, take Bye, care. Jimmy. We'll see you later. Ladies and gentlemen, so. that was Jimmy B. Check out CircusInYourMouth.com. So I am looking right now at the NXT spoilers, and I I don't know if I'm willing to give these up or not right now. Um, I tell you what, I tell you what, let let's not give them away quite yet because we have a couple of callers still on the line, and you never know they might actually watch NXT. So let let's hold them out to like the last like five minutes of the show, then we'll give them away. All right? Okay, sounds good. All right, we have one more call here from the 585 area code. Caller, uh, can you state your name and where you're from? Evan McLeod from Rochester, New York. How's it going, Evan? Evan McLeod. What's going on, guys? Oh, nothing um, much. Just uh, just called to uh, hype up our show June 26th at the uh, All-Star Sports Arena. Um, NWA New York uh, is going to be taking it to the extreme. When we uh, get ECW originals, um, Tommy Dreamer and Balls Mahoney, um, Julio De Nero, Nunzio, and Danny Doring, as well as Colin Delaney, are all on our show. Um, we'll, you get uh, you have uh, Tommy Dreamer will be facing our heavyweight champion Gabriel Saint. Julio De Nero uh, will be wrestling Cheech. Um, Nunzio will be tagging with uh, Rob Just Too Sweet against Balls and uh, Dewey. Um, and then you have uh, uh, the main event is uh, War Games and uh, Steel Cage uh, for the NWA New York Tag Team Championships featuring uh, the Tag Team Champions Trip to Hell, the Caribbean Connection, Team of Cloud Lee and myself and my brother, the McLeod brothers. I'm picking the McLeod brothers to win it all, actually. 
Oh, and then they, you, you have Colin Delaney versus Danny Doring as well. So the show no, is uh, is going to be a phenomenal show. Oh yeah, it's going. It's probably the biggest card of our year of the year. Uh, the show is called Continuing the Tradition, and uh, it's honestly the biggest show of the year. Uh, is this show for us? Um, Tommy Dreamer. Just the fact that we have Tommy Dreamer, Balls, and Nunzio on the show will be phenomenal. And the reunion of Tommy Dreamer and Colin Delaney together once again. Oh yeah. But they won't be. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you never know in the world of wrestling if uh, Colin may uh, rear his ugly head and uh, lose Saints match against Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. So, but it's. Uh, it, I definitely. Uh, ben, I know you're buying your tickets. I'll uh, be out to see you to sell you your tickets. If, uh, yeah, and if you know anyone else that uh, is interested in tickets, contact Ben. I'm off. All you people from the 585 area that listen to the show, uh, get a hold of Ben, and uh, Ben will get a hold of me, and I will uh, get him tickets if you know Ben on a personal level, level, or even uh, just uh, so much as uh, mailing you money, and I come and collect money from you so you can mail him their tickets. So that, that's, but, uh, that's the way how it works, brother. Yep. Um, but other than that, the, the show is going to be huge. Uh, my brother and I are looking forward to stepping in the cage. Um, it's been about a good year. Uh, last show we wrestled, uh, my brother made his return to NWAS, uh, NWA New York, and uh, it was his first match back in over six months. And uh, got a standing ovation from the crowd. And uh, we took on uh, Trip to Hell, had an open challenge. Uh, it was supposed to be a first blood match. Um, my, uh, my girlfriend and I, earlier in the night, um, I proposed to her in the ring, and I was interrupted by a trip to hell, and they told me to uh, find a partner or, you know, since uh, I had a new life partner on my, my plate with my fiancé, um, he told me to bring my, my girlfriend with me to the ring. Well, she decided to sit in the ring uh, ringside and had a little surprise for him, and my brother was uh, waiting in the back, ready to go. So uh, we really took it to him. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't win. Uh, they decided to take a... Uh, a uh, ice pick and drag my fiance into the ring and uh, hold oh. the ice pick, ice pick to her head uh, because they uh, decided that any little kid could fall and scrape his knee and and bleed, but it takes a real man to say uh, that he quits. So it took them uh, holding ice pick to my fiance's head to uh, to make me quit. So there's a lot of unfinished business that needs to take care of. So. It, so I got a question. Does this mean now that your brother will be your best man at your wedding? Oh, yes. Okay, I just <laughs> want to make sure about that. <laughs> so, but we will, uh, I, I, I recommend anyone that's listening, whether you get your tickets through you, Ben, myself, or uh, just go on our website, uh, .com, um and contacting uh, our webmaster or our promoter um, for tickets. Um, I believe Millennium Games and uh, Woody's 2 out in Henrietta both have tickets for sale as well. So uh, if you're out in those areas and you need tickets, go see them and uh, get your pre-sale tickets. And uh, it'll be, again, it's out in Arondecoy at the All-Star Sports Arena, uh, which is right behind Shaler's on uh, Ridge Road there. And it's delicious, be, delicious burgers. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Everyone loves Shalers here. Everyone loves Shalers. But the uh, the show will be action-packed, and uh, it'll be taken to the extreme, to say the least. Um, there may be a few uh, surprises, too, in regards to war games. There's a few discussions that are being talked between the promoters and stuff about oh about the war games game to uh, maybe uh, possibly up the ante in the war games. Uh, to make it a little, maybe a little bit crazier. So, Kyle, what do you think of that show right there? I'm telling you, that is a loaded show, and I know that you have, and you 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 must have retribution on your mind, especially you know what what they did uh, to you and your fiance. I mean, I I cannot imagine what you're going to do coming up at that show next month, and I wish because I'm out here in Los Angeles. California. I wish that I could just make a flight and just go to that show because it sounds like a loaded card. I am a oh, yeah. huge ECW fan, uh, fan, and I I love all of those names. Uh, yep. Man, I wish. That, oh, go ahead, man. No, 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 I'm just I'm agreeing with you. You know that that's that. I mean, like you said, that's a loaded card, and a lot of people, any independent wrestling fan or anyone that that's loved ECW, uh, this this is like a this is like a super card of, you know, guys that were pretty pro profiled in ECW, you know, and that uh, really like, uh, you know, I don't know, really, you know, that you know, so. Oh, yeah, we know. So. Kyle, what match on that card would you be looking most forward to? Uh, I would admit. What, what, what match do you... Uh, you want to look for that you look forward to. I, 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 I admit, look, I, I love all of, of these seven guys. I, I really do. But there's something about war games that I just can't take my eyes off of. That's probably the 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 match that I'm like most looking forward to. Hey, I have a question. Do you do you guys like so? DVDs at all because I really want to see a copy of this show. So is there uh, any way? To... Yes, we do actually. Uh, like I said, uh, go on our website www.nwanewyork.com. Uh, we have a merchandise section. Um, I don't know if it. I think it has uh, our our DVD seller is called Principles of Design Production, and I okay. believe he has. I believe he has every uh, every show. All the recent shows are up there. Uh, matter of fact, I'm going to his website right now to find out. I see 2005, 2006, 2007, um, 2008. Yep, and basically it looks like he has every single show show on here. Um, we have our, our annual uh, NWA Indicational. Yep, 2009. Yep, he has every DVD on here, and uh, you can order them right through him, I, be, I believe, right off. Uh, I believe uh, they're twelve or fifteen dollars. Oh hell, that's reasonable. That's yeah, a very and very good price, especially for uh, for the quality names that are on that card. Yep, yep, fifteen dollars a DVD, and uh, you add it to uh, your cart. I don't know what it is. Uh, I get them from the shows, so when I see them, but uh, I don't know what what the uh, the what you call it uh, shipping and cost whatnot is. But I definitely I definitely recommend. Uh, a lot of our DVDs, uh, the, the editing's really decent. Um, I've had discussions with with our DVD guy to try and uh, to up it a little bit, but other than that, 
the DVDs are very high class. The guy that does a great job, um, he, his, his production is, he went from two basically little handheld camcorders, which you could buy at any Walmart and everywhere, and one stationary one to, uh, I believe now he's got two giant high-definition camcorders. He's looking to get one more uh, to um, really just make the DVDs 100 times better. I mean, indie DVDs, the one thing is, like, you can never find if you're, you know, that, that's one thing. Most independent DVDs don't have, like, a normal television crew. They have your normal, all right, I went to Walmart, bought a camera, and bam, you know? Um and and the quality is good. Wrestling's great, but the quality is okay. And I mean, even Ring of Honor at one point had had a stationary handheld camera, and and their cameras were real low budget until they started making tons of money. You know, that's true. So, so we are looking at the future of professional wrestling right here. I think NWA New York is the future of professional wrestling. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of promotions up in the this, the New York area. That, that say that they're the future. We've been running real hard and real strong for, uh, it's, uh, we just had our sixth year anniversary as NWA. Um, but before that, we were running uh, as Rush Pro Wrestling, and we uh, had, I think, a year and a half or two years under that name. So we went, we've had a promotion. I mean, the promotion, the owner of this promotion has had a promotion for the last, I'd say, almost, probably been almost nine years, uh, eight or nine years he's been running a promotion under uh, the KFA Dojo banner. Um, but it's gone under a couple different names, but it's in the same promotion, promoter. Um, at times we've uh, thought about getting rid of the NWA name, um, but you never really can because it's just, it's a household name. It's a, it's a household name and, uh, you know, the people here at NWA, they think great wrestling and that's what we, uh, that's what you give them. Every single, every single month, we uh, that's our uh, that's what we pride ourselves on. All right. So, so but make yeah. sure. Oh, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, this is probably the big, like I said, biggest show of the year. Make sure you get your tickets. Um, this place, we want to pack this place. This place holds tons of people, and we want to see this place just get packed up. That's uh, right. I just in time will be in attendance. On uh, June 26th. Yep. I will be there, hopefully front row, giving high fives all the way out to my boys Evan, to Colin, to Tommy, to Baldy. I mean, I am excited for this. I mean, I I told my manager, I said, there ain't no way you make me work. Not a snowball's chance in hell. I got to go up to the All-Star Sports Arena. I said, I got to go. It will be, uh, it will be well worth... Uh well worth your your money. Trust me. You will uh, All right. you will go home very very happy. <laughs> I hope so. All right, Evan. Well, thank you for calling in here. Yep, no problem, guys. I will uh, right. I'll probably give you a call again in a couple weeks here. If not, uh maybe I'll even give you a call next week, but uh I will be back calling you and uh uh promoting again and uh I will get your Mr. Justin time. I will get you your uh tickets uh as soon as possible. All right. All right. Thank All you, right. brother. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. See ya. Seven. Evan McLeod from NWA New York. You can check all their 
uh, all the information now on that promotion at nwanewyork.com. Five matches, continuing the tradition, 2010. Wow, that sounds like an extremely loaded card, man. I wish I could make it out there, man. I, I know, I know. I can't wait to be out there and finally meet my idol, Tom Delaney. Do you know what they call him up here? You know what they call him up here? What do, you, what do they call him up there? They call him Mr. ECW. Mr. ECW. The extremely cute wrestler. Wow. Hey, so I wonder, like, when Colin wrestles, does he still wrestle, you know, in, in just, like, total, like, wrap up in bandages? or? No, no, but he still has the same trunk, so. I know. Nice and simple, but they get the job done. I mean, right, we there is a... no bigger star ever than Tom Delaney, in my opinion. You can talk about your Flair, your Hogan, your Bret Hart, your Shawn Michaels. Tom Delaney, a number one. He, he certainly does a good job with the gimmick that he plays. I, I, I cannot fault him for that. He's He's very good at just being a ragdoll. Like, he's a guy that you just, you want to pay to see him get beat up. Not because Hey, he's a, hey, hey, I was, no, 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 I mean, look, 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 look. When, when he was in WWE, he basically got beat up week in and week out. That's, you know, that's basically what he did. Um, You know, but, but. I think, too, is that, I mean, I've seen some of, of his work in Jakar as well, and he could actually work. Like, he is actually a very, very good wrestler. And uh, just enjoy your opportunity to see him coming up uh, next month up there in Rochester. Man. I will, I will. See, Rochester ain't too shabby now, now is it? It's not. Now, granted, it's no SoCal. But you, you know, this guy's been okay. Talk By the way, you get yourself a Colin Delaney out that way. Then we'll talk some turkey. Then we'll talk some turkey. All right. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, do not forget to check out our good, good, good friends at Steel Cage Radio. You can check those guys out at SteelCageRadio.com. They just posted a little show. Um, about a uh, what about a week ago, and they should they should have another one coming down the pike not too long. But yeah, steelcageradio.com, Degenerate John and Dee Dee, they called into our show about two weeks ago. They're really cool guys. You can get a little sample of uh, of uh, their show by going to steelcageradio.com. So do not forget to go there and check those guys out for sure. And. And, see, this is where you take over. See, 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 we alternate here. Okay, I didn't know that we actually had a routine. Well, then, well, now that we'll, we'll get... With, you know, would, would attend the, uh, you know, attend the format meetings, then you would know this. Next, we have to throw our mega support all the way out to central Pennsylvania for the talented, wonderful... Stunning Mr. Paul Orndorff. Todd Orndorff. Todd. Todd Orndorff. Todd. I know. Paul just rolls off the tongue, though. You have to admit. Todd, T-O-D-D, Orndorff. 
He is the host of the PWH, the Pro Wrestling Hour, which is now at its new time, Thursdays at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Let me show now. Okay. Did you see Todd on Raw last night? I did not. Did you? I actually did not see him on Raw last night. I was looking out for a, for that little atomic drop sign, but I didn't see it. Well, who knows what happened, but, you know, I bet you he was a busy man and some things probably got into the way. But, 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 Goldust did use the atomic drop, though, in that uh, eight-on-four battle or tag team match. Yeah, having Goldust do a little subtle shout-out at uh, at the atomic drop, I'm not sure if that's something to be... I bet uh, you that was a nod. That was a nod to our direction. I bet you Goldust listens. Oh, probably does. He probably does. You know what? I I need to uh, I need to reach back out to uh, to the Fed to see if you know he can establish some kind of relationship. Hey, you, hey, you said that top WWE brass listens to this show. It's obvious that they do. Obvious. I'm talking to you, Johnny Ace. By the way, did you hear this story about this, this WWE executive that was like, I guess now he's fired for like sexual harassment? I heard that he was suspended, but I, it's now up to a uh, fired future endeavor. I, I read the report late last night saying that he was indeed let go. And the funny part about it is, is that the woman who who he supposedly sexually harassed, um, she <laughs> she she was fired um, a little while ago because she was caught in a quote unquote sexual act on another man. So um, I I can only imagine what that actually means, but um, yeah, I, I found it to be kind of funny. Just for the record, I don't think that any type of, of Sexual harassment is, is funny. I just thought that that particular little anecdote was actually pretty funny. You can be part of the show for the last... Oh. You do ahead. not condone said action? So one more time. You do not condone said action of sexual harassment? No. No, no, no. Not at all. All right, just checking. You can you can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646 Nine one one six. We do have one caller on hold, but I'm not sure if you want to speak or not. So go ahead and press one on your phone right now if you want to talk. Still nothing. Yeah, five. Well, uh, what's the yeah. area code? Well, you know, I think you know who this is, but we just had to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, our super fan, the card, cards, buddy. How's it going tonight? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing all right, buddy. Doing good, doing good. So what's on your mind, man? Oh, I just wanted to talk about um, Raw last night. It was it was a pretty good Raw, and, and I, I enjoyed what Orton did to Vicky towards the end. That, that had me <laughs> laughing all the way through. <laughs> That was, that was yeah. a pretty good segment right there. Yeah. So, if, 
to Carson, what do you think of Randy Orton as a baby face right now? Uh, um, he's, he's, he's doing a good job. He, he, even though I'm not, not an Orton fan, sorry, Kyle. It's just, yeah, but he's doing a good job as a face. I, I didn't think he yeah. So are you interested in seeing the Orton versus Edge match at Over the Limit in just a couple of weeks? Uh yeah yeah mm, I I know that match is gonna probably steal the show yeah for sure. Well, they the way that they've been building I mean they've given the the final two segments on Raw the last couple of weeks or really three actually they've all been dedicated to Randy Orton versus Edge so I mean it could be a possibility that this that this match might close the show which if if so then I would be completely fine with that, not just because I'm a Randy Orton fan, but because we've seen John Cena and Batista, this would be the third time in three months, and I'm not trying to see that headline other so I would totally be down for, you know, for, like, Orton and uh, an Edge to headline that pay-per-view in just a couple of weeks. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, you know I'm a huge Cena Marlon like everybody else, but but I'm just like I'm just happy that this is the last time that they fight each other because really I, w- I wanted him to have a new opponent opponent for over the limit instead of sorry as Batista for a third time. So yeah, it it looks like after Batista you know goes away, it looks like his new opponent is going to be Sheamus. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like. Or, 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 what, what, yeah, and, um, yeah, because you know the next pay view is Fatal 4, so you know it's going to be like a Fatal 4-Way type deal, so it could be Seamus. Yeah. Right, it could be Seamus, Cena, Edge, and, and, um, and Orton, so that, that, that's probably how things are stacking up on, uh, on Raw. Um, Quickly, your opinions on SmackDown just overall. I mean, you know, we had the the draft a couple weeks ago. What are your thoughts on kind of how that talent has been shuffled and, and, and used on that brand so far? Oh, oh, I, I I'm enjoying um, Christian and Kofi so far. I mean, I'm I'm happy for this Friday about them fi- fighting for the IC title. I'm like, man, I know that match is gonna steal in the show too. So I'm, I'm very I'm very happy that that. That McIntyre got stripped of the bell. I was very happy because I could tell he was pretty much born the fan. So <laughs> cool. And I don't know if you read the spoilers or not, but who is your prediction to be eliminated off of NXT tonight, Cars? Oh, uh, still Michael Tarver. Michael Tarver. Mm, yeah. Seeing him too as well. He, he's not very impressed at all. But hey, buddy, we gotta go because we have about thirty seconds left, man, but uh, thanks for the call, and be sure to call us back next week, all right, man? Uh, all right. All right, dude. All right, bye-bye. See ya. See ya. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. So how much time do we have left? We have about 30 seconds left. Okay, should I give the results away right now? Go for it quick. All right, the show started with Michael Tarver and Daniel Bryan both being eliminated from NXT. Oh, no. Oh, and also, wow. And also, Skip Sheffield was eliminated from 
NXT via the pros poll, but it says right here that Daniel Bryan did an interview backstage. Bryan says Daniel Bryan is done, but Bryan Danielson has just begun. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I, that's kind of a that, that's a very very large shock. I didn't expect all of all of that to happen. And maybe it'll get some people talking, and that might be a spark that the show needs. But man, I did not expect at all. By the way, we are officially off the air. But oh uh, wait, er, well at least we got some off the air time now. Well, yeah, true. This um, is the first time, actually, I think. Yes. It actually is the first time that that, that we're off air, but still, still on the air. Not be rushed. Well, yes, exactly. And so, for the people listening on on the archives, um, by, by the way, if you listen to our show on the archives, but you're not sure when we air, it is every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on uh, BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/EtomicDropShow. That's where we do this, and we go for an hour, between an hour and an hour and a half or two hours, depending on uh, what's going on and how much is going on. But, yeah, so, oh, man, I, I'm I'm actually shocked with the spoilers that you read. I did not expect all that to happen. I know. I, I saw that, too, and I said, holy cow. Like, they're pretty much future-endeavoring everyone. It's not even, like, official. Wow. Wow. Three. Three people were eliminated. I, wow. That's amazing. That's wild. Especially, I mean, everyone was hoping for uh, uh, Daniel Bryan to uh, make it. Everyone was hoping he was going to be the dark horse, but believe it or not, he's not now. But what does this mean for Daniel Bryanson or whatever the hell his name is? Daniel Bryan, that's the character's name, get it right. Daniel um, Bryan. Wow, wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, I don't know. He he, he could just, just be future endeavored. I, it's hard to gauge these things when they're spoilers, because when I saw the original spoiler, for last Friday Night SmackDown, where they said that Drew McIntyre was Drew McIntyre was fired, I didn't know if it was a storyline or not. Turns out that it was a storyline. So with this, you never know if if they're just if they voted off Daniel Bryan because they just want wanted him to get get as far away from you know from the uh, from the show as possible, which they might want to do, or maybe they just literally decided, okay, hey. You know, this guy is, is, is undersized. He doesn't wrestle the way that we want him to. So let's just get him off the show and send him back to FCW. My one gripe, though, my one gripe is how are you going to be ranked number one in the Pro's Bowl two weeks before you're at the bottom of the pack eliminated with Michael Farber? Like, how do you go from, from first to last? I think it's all like, about the heart. The heart that he has. Well, no, no, I'm saying like I understand, like how how you're number one based on I guess the the strength of your competition storyline wise. But it's like 
how do you go from number one to 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 being like last and eliminated? That I just don't get. I don't get that. I don't get that either, though. I mean, behold the power of WWE. No, that's behold the stupidity of WWE. Yeah, it's true too. Yes. But now, what does this mean for like? Is the Miz going to be now be put on no pun intended uh, check? Or on a reality check? Well, he might get a reality check this Monday night when he faces off against Bret Hart. I mean, that's something that I didn't really... I mean, I never expected Bret Hart to get, actually get back in the ring after WrestleMania. And hopefully it, it won't be like it won't be like that utter debacle that they had at WrestleMania between Bret and uh, Vince McMahon. But, man, the Miz against Bret next Monday night, that should be interesting. Uh, and, it, and Bret Hart's contract also expires on that night. And that very night is uh, Raw is in Canada. So we should see even more interesting shenanigans right there. So I don't think way, that Bret Hart will not win. I, well, yeah, he's not going to. <laughs> By the way, does this tickle you as much as it does me that you have The Miz challenging Bret Hart to a match for the United States Championship in Canada. Yes. Now that you think about that, that's kind of slightly an oxymoron. And 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 even more so than that, the guest host is Buzz Aldrin, who is a United States astronaut. I'm just saying, like that doesn't really make a lot of sense. I mean. On on the one show where you're in Canada, you pick a United States astronaut to, you know, to host the show. I think they were hopefully got their days mixed up for Memorial Day. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, but now what do you think about the whole guest host thing not being like actual hosts now? They're just there. Um, I am, I would I mean, not. I mean, it's kind of like, what the hell is Buzz Aldrin going to do? Just fly around in a spaceship with Santino? No, he's going to stand in a in an astronaut suit and get hit in, in the back of the head by Mark Henry with a chair and he's going to fall over, and it's going to be some pretty lame comedy all night, two hours, two hours and five minutes. Commercial no free. Commercial. Yeah, commercial free. Give me a break. That's going to be some bad TV. I am preparing myself uh, to, you know, to just watch some of the worst TV produced this year because this show cannot be good. I don't know. Well, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. But then again, after that, the week after is John Lovitz, and he was awesome in Rat Race and being the voice of the critic. So John Lovitz should be pretty good. Yes, we we all know it's your love fest for the critic. Hey, the critic is awesome. But you, you never answered my question, though. What do you think about guest co-hosts not being actual hosts now? Um, I think that... I was not in favor of having a guest host and outside celebrity have have booking power because maybe I'm thinking too much in, into this, but 
there is nothing. I I really don't think that a celebrity is is watching several weeks before being coherent with WWE storylines enough to where if Buzz Aldrin walks in and 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 you know and he sees oh well Edge and Randy Orton have a pay per view match coming up this Sunday night so I'm gonna book those two in a tag match. It's going to be John Cena and Randy Orton against Edge and Batista. Like, I don't I don't see how, in, from a storyline standpoint, that the celebrities, these guest hosts, would, would be so in tune with the WWE product that they would have the ability to to make matches. So I'm all for them shipping away that power, but then again, if they're not going to make matches, what's, what's their purpose? What's the point of them being on the show? It's no purpose at all. So I say just do away with the guest host. Really? Well, I, I enjoy seeing celebrities on there. I mean, some of them are actually really good. Well, some of them actually just plain suck. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of Meatloaf last night? Uh, lame. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Lame. I was like, like seriously, people? meatloaf? Like, how is he relevant? But then again, how is flavor flavor relevant? Because yeah. Vince likes meatloaf. And I'm not talking the dinner roll. The dinner roll? Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I called it, like I said, like, Months in advance when Hasselhoff was coming out, and you ridiculed me. And look what happened. Vince goes for the 80s and the 70s. Again, like he did with uh, Don Johnson. All of a sudden, look, Don Johnson, 80s reference, William Shatner, 70s and 80s. Vince McMahon lives in the 70s and 80s. Easy top. Um, let's see. Easy top, yeah, that's another good one. Let's see out here. Um, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, he's not particularly, like, current, but he's more timeless, so I I could live with that one. Um, Vern Scheuer, like, that, he, uh, that's Vince, the 90s. Vince liked Austin Powers. That's God. where they got the whole Jillian uh, Hall Mole Wart thing from, was from the Austin Powers really? thing. Oh, yeah. Nice. Vince actually saw that movie and laughed really hard and said, that's funny. I'm going to take it. Oh, oh. The epitome of everything. Cheech and Chong. Really? Cheech and Chong. Are you noticing the trend here? Yeah, it's it's a very disturbing trend. I mean, there's Pete Rose. Oh, yeah. Pete Rose is in there, too, yeah. About that. I mean, yeah. Vince is stuck in the 70s and 80s. He probably does not even know what the hell a Twitter account is or does, or no, let alone what a jump drive is. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite obvious that Vince McMahon is quite out of touch, and um, yeah. This guest hosting can't possibly continue for much longer. I mean, I don't know. Buzz Aldrin. Jesus. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 
Okay, Buzz Aldrin, let's see, he was born in 1930. Okay. Yes, but he was and, relevant in the 70s. This fool walks, no, yeah, he was the second person to step foot on the moon on July 20th, 1969. 1959? 69. 69. 69. See, he's stuck in this, I bet you, let's just round it up and say the 70s just for the sake of rounding up. Yes. I mean, he is stuck in the 70s and 80s, man. I'm waiting for Magnum P.I. to come out. Magnum P.I. Don't get my P.I. Then we're going to have the A-Team. I guarantee you the cast of the A-Team is going to show up. Is that movie already out yet? Not yet. Okay. Sorry. I love it when a plan comes together. Something like that. But you see my point, though. I guarantee you're going to... You're going to have to get, like, a Magnum P.I. out there. You're going to have to get yourself a, uh, uh, what's your A-team? Rumor has it Betty White might even come out post-Raw. I wouldn't, well, I would say I wouldn't mind because she was funny on Saturday Night Live, but... Once again, if they're not going to have booking power, which I'm not in favor of them having, but if they're not going to have booking power, no point of them being on the show except for Lane County skits. And I don't want to see Lane County skits. Unless it was like what we saw last night, which resulted in Wim Regal cutting a little, uh, a, a, a nice little rap. I like that, actually. But other than that. William Regal can't cut it down. You know what? Like, William Regal, can't, like, occasionally he shows glimpses of just sheer blackness. Like, I, I, you know, there was his, his rap last night, and I believe it was SummerSlam 2000 and, ooh, that was 2007. Where, yeah. Um, yeah, where he was like, I guess it was him, Crime Time, and Teddy Long. The Moss, coach. And the coach, right, right, right. And, yeah, this guy was, you know, I guess, Crime Time Sorry, their their little money, money, yeah, yeah thing. And uh, you know, William Regal, he he donned a, a little tilted hat and he danced around and, and everything. I'm telling you, like William Regal has glimpses, and they're normally just genius glimpses of blackness, and I could appreciate that. I mean, he like like you said, he is a he he. It's always funny to, to have a proper Englishman do something totally on uh, English and have him do something American. It's always guaranteed gold. Very true. I mean, I cannot think of anything else that an Englishman would not do for American television. Right. That's very, very true. How do we get on this all the way over from uh, stars of the 70s and 80s? I don't know. By the way, folks, if you're listening to this on the archive, this is kind of how our our old show used to go, where we just, you know, we just kind of segue 
segue segues more into some random it, topic that it kind of feels good to do this the old school way. It does feel good. It does feel kind of good. I'll admit. Uh, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, I will not be able to make an appearance next week, sadly. Yes, I know it breaks your heart. Uh, yeah, it breaks my heart. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry that you can't make it, and I will. Uh, I will. will come up with with a uh, an an alternate plan. Uh, now that I know that you will not be around next week. Giving you a whole seven days. Yes. It'll be something innovative and totally, uh, you know, I'm going to have an awesome brand new co-host and it's just going to be totally awesome. And then watch next week. It'll probably be just me. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'll see if I can try to throw you a bone or something to somebody and see so you don't take this one and crash it and burn it to the ground. Like the raw theme song? Yes. Inadvertently, yes, I took a lyric from the theme song. Yes, yes you did. All right, I can't really think of anything else other than uh, pretty much the whole Orton turning face thing. Yeah, I'm both getting arc again, perhaps the worst RKO in the history of RKOs. Yeah, that wasn't a very good RKO. No, he he just kind of. Wayne Brady made it look good. Oh, yeah. But Meatloaf just fell like butter side up. Like, horribly. I mean, your 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 thoughts and comments on that RKL? Um, I don't really have any other comments on that. Really, not really. So, would you rank that up there with a Linda McMahon stunner or a Donald Trump stunner? It's not quite that bad. The Donald Trump stunner was at least acceptable. Linda, yeah, she she's she's kind of fragile, but like she's been around the park, like she she knows what the sun is supposed to look like. But, I mean, she just, uh, she was like a stick, and she, and she just like fell over, like she didn't even take the sun or even close to being right. That that part was pretty funny. That, sure, that was pretty hilarious. So what do you say? Uh, say we wrap up this rodeo one more time. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. The, the dogs are barking. Uh, yes, yes, my... the dogs are barking. My feet are hurting. Wow. Wow. I didn't mean it like that. But the dogs in the background are barking, and work awaits me uh, in uh, in regards to my other career, so... I believe we should probably probably wrap this thing up in just a few. All right. Well, for Kyle Cruz, I am just in time. 
And uh, make sure you tune in next week, which it will probably be just time free, with an all-new episode of the Atomic Drop Show starring Kyle Cruz. You know what? I actually like the sound of that. Repeat oh, that, please. Okay. Uh, once, once and done. One and done right there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to save that and add that to the intro. Okay. Go right ahead. Okay. All right. Have a good night, ladies and gentlemen. See you guys. See you.